just automate the whole podcast. Yeah, we could uh, we could use one of the different AI systems to <laughs> just do all of the podcast stuff for us. Like, I, just spit out random dialogue. Have you um, uh, have you done any of that? That's like a popular thing going on. The that's uh, like oh, is it well, the, Dolly? Dolly, yeah, man, Dolly's so good. Yeah, dude, it was. Uh, I figured out about yesterday, and I was hanging out with like Chad Chase and KP, and uh. We, once we figured out that was a thing, I just couldn't be a part of the conversation. I was just on my phone doing it over and over again. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like the zeitgeist. I like. There was one somebody did yesterday of the, or no, a couple of days ago of the xenomorph from Aliens testifying in court. So it's like court reporter <laughs> sketches of the alien on like the stand <laughs> and the judge talking to them. It's, um, fantastic. Uh, Nintendo 64 Hagrid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, then I guess for the podcast, that's, uh, it's a, it's a thing. Dolly it's, it's, yeah, it's is, a- is an AI art generation thing. So it's like text to art. So you, you say like, I want uh, courtroom sketches of a bottle of ranch dressing testifying and which is another one I saw that I like. <laughs> and it'll spit them out. It'll, and like, Sometimes it's like a deformed, creepy photo, but sometimes it's, it's really on point and it's super funny. Somebody did uh, Columbo, but an N64 game, and dude, <laughs> it was incredible. Man, AI stuff's cool. But I'm wondering, I'm like, is there any AI podcasts? Like, I feel like that's going to be a thing at least the next five years of just, like, it's not going to work, but it'll be funny. Yeah, is that going to be like, okay, so if you start watching videos about tanks, you will eventually start getting into military YouTube. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of those have just AI narrators. So it's like a a robot woman talking about jets and missiles. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, I'll watch it every once in a while. Man, I, I always forget how, like, with YouTube, how dark that rabbit hole can get. Like, oh, it's bleak. Yeah, I've never really done. I I get why it's appealing, and I really haven't done it because I'm just not on YouTube that much. But you can go to some freaking dark places in YouTube. Yeah, and some of them are are <laughs> dark in in the context of the world, and some of them are dark. Like I can't believe I'm watching this. Yeah, like uh, like so, someone just like drinking beans. Uh, yeah, vape YouTube is a good one. I watch uh, more than zero Star Trek lore videos that. Go like, so why did Starfleet keep changing their uniforms in the 2260s? And the real answer is because they made one of these movies in the 1980s, one of them in the 1970s, and now they're doing shows, you know. <laughs> so it's like the real answer is it's not real. <laughs> it's a TV show, man. Uh, but yes, the, people taking it way too serious. Like, yeah, but in the lore videos, they're like, why do they only have these uniforms for one year when they're talking about Star Trek, the motion picture, and like the pajamas? Do you um, ever feel like, because that's like weird fandom stuff, right? Would you say? Yeah. Do you ever? How? What's your? Do you have opinion on that? Like, do you feel like? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, this you. This popped up on my YouTube uh, feed. It was. It's a picture of just some guy who looks like a doofus, and it says, "Dave Chappelle explains why smart people smoke." <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. Is it com- comedy? YouTube is a, is a cesspool. Yeah. Just this guy's fucking uh, research essay on Dave Chappelle proving why smart people smoke. Is he a smoker? I'm assuming the guy uh, who made it is a smoker. I mean, Dave Chappelle is kind of, sm- he'll smoke on stage. Oh, does he really? 
Kind of, yeah. I feel, I think so. Does he smoke weed or does he smoke cigs? I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you were, or, yeah, we were saying about, you ask me about lore fan, yeah, do you, yeah, oh, do you yeah. feel like, uh, do you have like any opinion on like fandom stuff? Uh, do you feel like I can go too, would you, when someone's like clearly like really in it in that way, do you, are you off put by that? I am so conflicted on that because I write stories. Yeah. And also I'm a fan of like sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Yeah. So the internal logic of stuff does cross my mind, but also as a writer, there's just so many, like there's the famous, um, Oh, who's the comic writer. That's like, people will ask me at conventions. What makes the Batmobile, what makes the (laughs) Batmobile go? And I'm like, nothing makes it go. It's not real. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, or Andy frequent podcast guest, Andy Petruzzo and I were having a conversation about one of the new episodes of Star Trek, strange new worlds. Uh, this is not this is not because of the issue we're about to cover. Yeah, we're going to segue power. pretty clean soon. But, By the way, but, this is the now you're playing with podcast. The podcast. Is- oh yeah, this might. It's also uh, uh, just for the record. It's early in the morning, so if we're a little, a little, a little loose, that's why. We we sometimes will do loose podcasts if it's the morning, the evening, or even the afternoon <laughs> when we normally record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's. We can die. Uh, Welcome, yeah, to the Now You're Playing With Podcast. It's the podcast where me and Weston go through the Nintendo Power magazines one volume at a time. We're currently, uh, what volume are we? We're uh, Brett, Brett and I are on 29. Volume 29. October 1991. Which and is, which is a, a Star Trek cover. And to finish, to answer your question, man, Brett. So, so messed <laughs> up that we spent half of this time talking about Star Trek, and we did not find a way to cleanly segue that into this cover that is Star Trek. I think I broke it on purpose. <laughs> like we had a we had a smooth transition ready to go. Um, and you, yeah, you broke it. Okay, what's your Star Trek story? Oh, I forgot what I. Oh yeah, we were talking about <laughs> the new episode of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which is I think that show's really good. Yeah, it's, it's very delightful. It is rather than like serialized TV. Each episode's kind of a one-off with a couple of character threads or arcs woven through you know so like there's continuity there but and you prefer you think star trek's stronger at at, at the one-off formula uh if you'd asked me before this show i would have said no because okay. my favorite star trek stuff is serialized like i love deep space nine i think that show Which is real the good serialized one okay mm-hmm. yeah but uh this show's utterly delightful but there was there was an incident of techno babble that we were debating mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I ended up writing a blog post about it <laughs> over at westonlee.com. You'll be able to read that around the time this is out. And it was it was just it kind of got to what I got to earlier where it's like on the one hand I understand why they don't do this because keeping track of all the specific nerd stuff you made up for your show, like the internal continuity. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. And I, this is my own fault that I did that in Tellermoon because, you know, you've, re- you've read part of Tellermoon. It's yeah. very specific about like, there's a lot of detail for how that spaceship works and how their like social media and their future phones work and stuff. Yeah. And going back into that and trying to write and trying to remember all the stuff I made up is a night is horrible. I it, know, is, yeah. it is a nightmare. Yeah. On the other hand, as an, as a fan, I want to know what the minimum yield of phasers <laughs> on a Starfleet ship, what that actually is. Yeah. you like, you want the world to be real, right? Yeah. How many like, gigawatts is that? You know, yeah, like you want it to be a real consistent world, but you know, end of the day, 
it's a bummer to remember that it's just a couple of people just being like, ah, how about <laughs> like it's just people, it, it isn't real. It's like people just kind of just throwing out ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, had, <laughs> if I had had my way, that little one offhand line about how strong to make the phasers, it would have been like, do it a tick above the blue line. And the blue line means like Federation ships have a hole rating of X <laughs> and this is designed to not puncture a hole, but it will burn off sensors and stuff on the surface. Gray line would be like enough to break up an asteroid, but would not puncture a hole or hurt yeah. ship systems. I, I, I get why you'd want it all to add up. Cause again, it just, it's like kind of that Lord of the Rings thing where it's like Lord of the Rings, those books are so real. Cause you know, there's the answers there. It's like, yeah. all it's all there. And even though I'm not ever going to read all that shit and I, I frankly don't really give a fuck. <laughs> um, Tom Bombadil's power rating is 18,050. <laughs> That's why he's, he's not as strong as Saruman who has a power rating of 21,380. I would love, you know how like sometimes you go in the back of the book and it's like all the, like the slant, it's like all the like fantasy maps and like, I, I would love just power levels. That's what I want too. Yeah. yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I have watched more than zero lore videos comparing how strong various Jedi are. <laughs> who's who's the strongest? I don't fucking. It's I, probably Luke, but I, I feel like, like Luke doesn't feel strong. Yeah, it, they kind of retcon it that he's like even more powerful than Anakin was or something. Yeah. And then Yoda's, I don't even remember what the tier list is, but I'm sure you could find more than five videos that do that yeah. on YouTube right now. Uh, now I kind of want to watch that. The cover. <laughs> I love this cover. It's got the Enterprise on it. It's Star Trek. It's the movie Enterprise. That model looks great. Yeah. It's a good looking spaceship. It's Yeah, it's good. It's just like, um, I think if you like Star Trek, you're going to like this post. You're going to like this cover. If you don't, you're, you're going to not like this cover. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. This, this issue, by the way. <laughs> The direct predecessor to the first issue of my Nintendo Power subscription years. Oh, this is the first, the second one you've gotten. So this is uh, right. The next one that we do, the Final Fantasy one, was yeah. the first issue I got of my actual subscription. Oh, so you missed out on the Star Trek one. That would have been a big, yeah, a big win for you. My parents dropped the ball. Yeah, damn. Were you well, were you into Star Trek as a kid, or is that? Yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I was actually. I. I have like a very charming history with Star Trek where I used to watch my grandparents uh, didn't have a lot of money. So they had like two TVs. So uh-huh. uh, one had sound, but no picture. One had picture, yeah, but no yeah, sound. You'd mention that. Yeah. And we, we would watch. So when I was staying with them as a little kid, we'd watch like Star Trek The Next Generation on those two TVs. And you just line them up. Yeah, you just like one of them's <laughs> hidden in the cabinet. So you reach over there and get the knob to whatever channel, <laughs> channel 10 or whatever. And then, you know, the one with the video you put over to 10 and then you can watch Star Trek. And then um, Nick at Night at the time had original series Star Trek. Ooh, wow. That's a, that seems a little cooler for Nick. Nick at Night when I was growing up was literally just um, Full House and George Lopez. <laughs> Two like objectively pretty bad show. Yeah, I watched Full House on like actual TV. Unfortunately, oh no, <laughs> man, that TGIF uh, man. It is wild how just atrociously bad that show is. It shows terrible. Yeah, uh, there was what was on. Yeah, Nick and Knight had like Dragnet and um, what was the comedic spy show? Um, oh god, Get the smart. one with the shoe phone. Get smart. Yes, I have kicked. I am blown away that I got that. But hell yeah, you're an expert on the '60s or whatever. That <laughs> I, I love Lucy. Did I say that already? Um, yeah, I love Lucy was on there. So watched a bunch of those uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. 
man, I, I haven't, I honestly haven't even seen Get Smart. I feel like I, I've got, the only like old shows I watch tend to be like Twilight Zone and Star Trek. I haven't watched any Star Trek, but like I want it to be like, I want to see shitty special effects. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that that in spades, you, you want to go back and watch like bad sci-fi yeah. effects and stuff. Yeah, uh, Star Trek's got you. Uh, uh, Outer Limits, Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I just also love like practical sets and shit. Like I, it is so fun to be like, just to see like the weird camera shit they're trying to do for stuff that they can't actually pull off yet. Right. It is so fun. Okay. We got to We got to keep going. I don't, do we? All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> what do we got here? We jump into the, yeah, it's the mailbox. Mailbox. It's the, this mailbox is full of, um, kids tattling on their parents playing video games yeah it's like just um and again it's like the mailbox you know people send these mail in and there's always like a prompt and the prompt is it always does feel like it's an ad like this it's like send in your letter that says you know parents play the nintendo 2 it's like (laughs) and they've done this before plant the seed that it's not just for kids and yeah, I mean, they're right. I, I feel like adults are allowed. That's one thing I was thinking when I was doing this is like, they're talking about all these like moms and stuff. Like, right. Uh, it's, it, it's I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, we're older than. The, yes. We're old. Like the, the, like we're, we're as old as these moms. Mom is a mom of a six or seven year old is 25. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Different time, man. So of course a 25 year old would play Dr. Mario for five hours. I, I know. It's like, it's so crazy. Cause I'm like thinking like when I first saw this, I'm like, Oh, I guess it is kind of like strange and funky for a mom to be playing the video game. It's like, no, she's 25. Yeah. She's a kid. She's a kid. <laughs> she got roped into, I'm about to have a, Never mind. <laughs> well, oh, shoot it, shoot it out. We can, we, we can she got rubbed into a bad deal having a kid at 18. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She's who just, at 18 knows who to marry? Are you, are you crazy? Yeah. I mean, I think you're just bored. Like, you just don't know what to do with your life. So you just, you, you get it's, a, it's a different era. Yeah. <laughs> it really very, is, man. It's, it's, was every like couple like freaked the fuck out? Like, were they all just 18 and we're like, what, what, what's going on? We got a kid already? Yeah, I just want to play video game. I want to play Dr. Mario. I just keep thinking about that. Vinny Caravella episode of Giant Bomb 10 years ago now where he comes back from uh, parental leave because he had his first kid. Yeah. And like day three or whatever, you know, they're back home with the with the baby and uh, the wife has it gets very upset and she's like, I feel like I was lied to. <laughs> I just think about that constantly. Man, I mean, do you like sometimes I feel like it's like becoming a, like an adult isn't necessarily an age. It's just when you have a kid. Yeah, because you kind of don't have a choice. Yeah, it's like that's when you're like, ah, okay, I guess like I have to pretend to be an adult, but deep down I'm actually not, so I'm just going to fuck up the kid. <laughs> oh, I just, I know, I'm, I don't really want to point any of these out because I think the best uh, an adult playing a video game thing is still that old guy that did the poem about being an adulterer <laughs> if he couldn't play Nintendo. Yeah, we can't, we can't top that letter. That was loose in the best way. That was like, how is this in a kid's magazine? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, the... The one funny thing I saw was um, uh, this was one of the ones where the dad was playing the Game Boy. Like he was playing it after work. And the kid mentioned that sometimes the mom would hide the Game Boy so he'll pay more attention to her. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, okay, okay, there was one that comes to mind, which is that the mom would bring the Game Boy to the kids' baseball games. <laughs> but that, I missed that one as well. Uh, yeah, that's pretty so, funny. Yeah, you know, because you know, baseball is like a... 
a baseball game, like two things happen and it's four hours, right? I know. I'm sure that's why I felt bad. I ran track and like, and granted, my parents never fucking came to my games. Oh oh man. (laughs) They did a little bit, but not very often. Now Uh, you do comedy. (laughs) And now I do comedy, but it must've been so boring to watch. Like, honest to God, I bet if your kid plays basketball, that's fun. Yeah. You want your kids to play basketball because that's going to be fun to watch. Or soccer because you know what? Soccer games, 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, a quick one. But like it would be fun if like to actually like get your sports binge on like your kid because like if it actually is a close game and it's like a high scoring game like basketball, I think oh, yeah. it could be fun. Hmm. Hmm. The, the other type of letter that's in here is uh, feet picks, feet picks, feet picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, got a couple of letters. <laughs> I actually mentioned before that this is a kind of letter that they will um, put in from time to time where it's like somebody who doesn't have the use of their hands or arms for one reason or another, either they're amputees or they don't have, you know, they're, they're disabled. And um, like an NES controller is pretty simple. You could play games with your yeah, feet. I had the same thought. So yeah. And it was like, and these two people, I don't think were, it was just the, they had mentioned these two people like sending right. a talking about how like they just like got in an, 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 like an injury. So it's going to heal. But in the meantime, in order to play video games, they figured out how to play the NES with their feet, and then they sent in a nice, nice, sexy feet pick to to Howard himself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, yeah, I had the same exact thought. You couldn't do this anymore. It's it's because of the simple NES controller that would make it pretty possible, right? Yeah, I mean, you just get one toe on each of the buttons. Yeah, there's like, no that's way doable. Like a modern controller with like 16 buttons on it, there's no way. But yeah. Microsoft has that very cool uh, configurable controller that's a bunch of big pads and stuff. So you could actually... um, Figure a way out. Yeah, people have finally stepped up to come up with a solution for like way more complex modern games. And uh, that's super awesome. Yeah, it's cool that Microsoft did that. Everybody can play video games. Everybody should be able to play video games. Yeah, well, honestly, I did think about this. Is like I remember one time I broke my arm during hurdling during track. Or I broke my wrist. And so I was in a cast and I couldn't play video games and it, it was the summertime and oh, I ended up no. having the best summer ever because I what? just had to be social. Oh. And like I had, like, I kind of kicked my honest to God, maybe slightly problematic of just playing too many video games. And like, I just hung out with people and like was constantly going out every day and it was like the best summer ever. And man, if the any if it was the Nintendo, I probably would have just figured out how to play with my feet. Instead, <laughs> I would have I would have just been playing video games with my feet all summer. Yeah, so you really lucked out for it being uh, being uh, you, re- you really lucked out for it being like the uh, the aughts instead of yep because that would have been like what two thousand eight somewhere in there. Do you feel like as a kid you were like ever kind of like do you think you played too many video games? Do you feel like you could have maybe gotten out a little bit more, <laughs> or did you have a pretty good balance there? When I was a kid, one of the things, actually, this dovetails with uh, something we said many times, which is that NES games are kind of simple. Yeah. Uh, the the games that were out there were not engaging enough to play them like all summer. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So I would get bored of the games I had, and there would be like exceptions, but I don't remember really, like maybe when I had Earthbound. I played that uh, for a really yeah. long time, but the other games, like they just didn't take that long. Yeah, you need. I feel like it would need to be for me a JRPG. Uh, right, that's the only one that would get me. Yeah, now I'm trying. NES wise, it's really it's really those RPGs that suck you in, man. And or, or like too. sim games or Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. three hundred hours of Destiny. Man, yeah, it's it's a type of game, and yeah, I, I agree that it's interesting that that's not as established at this point. Like games aren't fucking time holes. 
uh, F Zero. Yeah, and specifically, like, yeah, you could not a you, game that would suck up a yeah, lot of hours. You could spend all summer playing F Zero, even though I mean, this has got to be quite the like tech demo upgrade. Like going from the NES, like playing little fucking tiny pixel games to fully 3D, epic, fast, distinct art style racing game. Yeah, Holy shit, that's a step up, man. But before Mode 7, you would do stuff like Rad Racer or something where our pole position, you know, those old, uh, those older games. Or like RC Pro-Am even with like the... Yeah, isometric. RC Pro-Am actually is better in a lot of ways than those games because there's yeah. way more consistent placement of like the other cars. Yeah. But it's top down. It's not 3D. Uh, and then, yeah, like Rad Racer and stuff like that. It's literally just like, I don't know, spawn a car this far ahead of you. And uh, now it's this size. Now it's this. It's not like yeah, in 3D space. Totally. And and yeah, just uh, as context, F-Zero, uh, Captain Falcon from Smash Bros. It's, this is his game and it's a racing game for the SNES. And it's it's using, I'm assuming that it's, it's like, it's like kind of 3D. It's that weird SNES 3D where it's like just a flat image. Kinda yeah, yeah. so ground. they have a relatively, for the time, high-resolution image, which is the race course, and they put it on its side and give it perspective so you can, like, zoom around on it. Yeah. Um, like, this is how we will eventually get Mario Kart, and that's yeah. kind of the final evolution of this type of game. I feel like F-Zero is pretty, like, it's 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 not a game, like, as uh, I was a little bit older playing it, um, like, maybe high school. Mm-hmm. was playing it and you know it's it wasn't worth more than an hour for me but it was still fun like it yeah. was a good hour it feels like f-zero is kind of the proto wipeout in a lot of ways where it's yeah. got it's got cool music a little more of like an electronic futuristic dun, dun, vibe dun, dun. it's really fast Man, it's got some good songs too uh and what i like about it too is like there's like death in it <laughs> like yep you like it it's you're in some dangerous ass courses and like there's rounds where like you'll be playing with a buddy and this is more than the 64 one but i think this one still has aspects of it it's like you can fall off the goddamn map and just die oh yeah you hit a ramp and you just fly out into the city <laughs> and it just leaves a gen- giant explosion and that's the end of the race <laughs> like honestly like i wish more games have that. It's, it was like, it had some real stakes. Cause like you see that shortcut and you're like, man, that's a thin little line. I got to go across. Am I going to go for it? Cause if I fuck up, I'm, I'm dead. Have you ever, okay. <laughs> this feature on F zero, even though I played F zero at the time as a kid, it just made me think of Redline, and it made me want to watch Redline. I don't know what Redline is. Redline is this anime by madhouse who did like ninja scroll and a bunch of other stuff. And it looks like F-Zero. The artwork looks more like Western. um, And it's about a high-speed, super dangerous race. And it is amazing. Man, I got to get... I'm I'm feeling like an anime phase coming for me. Like, I I feel like I might hit... More than like, I don't know, like real TV. For some reason, like, maybe it's just like... Because it like clicks my video game brain. Because there's like a lot of similarities. But I can just fucking binge anime. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Redline. Red, just watch a trailer for Redline. If you don't want to watch it, the whole thing is after that, like, I can't actually, help you. Is it like really? Is it actually legitimately good, or is there a bit of like camp and or like slash like kind of laughing at it aspect to it? Uh, the action is amazing. There's not too much going on in the story. Okay, but you don't. That's not what it's about. Yeah, but there's like it. It nothing looks like Redline. It's so yeah, gorgeous gotta, and unique. Picture. It's amazing. Are the characters like? Crate is it like you know, like a lizard man or oh yes, there's like dog people and like the main guy has a huge <laughs> pompadour. Man, this this is so anime. Yeah, you gotta. Hey, listener, go go watch Redline. 
You give me, you give me, it's, it's awesome. Honestly, it looks pretty sick. <laughs> There's like all these robot people. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, this looks wild. All right. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> man, that's, that's wild. Yeah, screw this, man. Um, this comic sucks. Okay, well, number one, I think this whole comic is a freaking middle finger to Star Trek. Because, okay, so normally what happens with Nestor's Adventure is often what happens is like whatever the Star cover Trek is. Star Trek or Wars? It's Star Trek. Oh, I see. Because, where you're going like, with this. yeah. Normally the cover or like one of the main features of the game of, okay, again, and I guess maybe a little more context the Nestor Adventures comic. It's a it, comic book featuring Nestor, the fictional boy. It is a, a fucking piece of shit. It's a it's a Halloween th- this one because it's an October issue. This is a Halloween themed Star Wars comic. So we got Art. Nestor and his friends dressed up as Star Wars characters, trick or treating. Yeah, and and so n- normally what happens is uh, Nestor's normally like in a video game it, or it's like video game adjacent, and it's always adjacent to one of the main features. Yes, uh, or one of the main features of that issue or volume yeah uh, and so this one's star trek and for some reason they just made it on star wars it seems like they asked like hey star trek can we put nestor in in star trek and like do a fun comic and they were like fuck no this is we're star trek star trek's for 45 year olds <laughs> we have integrity we're not gonna let your little dumbass boy uh in our in our ship yeah uh, and they're like oh you're not gonna let us do that fuck you we're gonna go to star wars one of gene roddenberry's final actions <laughs> was forbidding Nintendo Power to do a Nestor's <laughs> Adventures about Star Trek. <laughs> R.A.P. Gene. Uh, 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 yeah, so it's like, it's in Star Wars and it's like a trick-or-treat, like people are dressed up as Star Wars um, and like Nestor's in some weird competition to get the most candy. And right? he, his stupid friends are back. His generic stupid friends that I hate. I hate them. And it's like, uh yeah, so they're in some kind of rich neighborhood because there's definitely like huge bowls of free candy and they're talking about getting full candy bars at certain houses and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like Darth Vader lives there, so it's probably like Bel Air or something. <laughs> um, or, you know, the, the Seattle equivalent of uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to... I, I, I mean, honestly... There's so much that I dislike about the bits that happen in this comic. And I mean, again, there's like... A, there is a level of just incoherency to this thing. Like, I... Man, I I hate this. <laughs> I don't even... All right, I'm going to try to break down the bits because yeah, they're not... <sighs> they're having some kind of candy competition. Him and his friends who look, uh, one of them, I uh, guess. Though, okay. I'm going to be honest. A candy competition is already fun. That sounds pretty fun on paper. Yeah, so it's like who can get more candy. <laughs> and, uh, this, uh, this rotund kid with curly hair who looks like an adult, uh, named Mike. Um, I swear, Nestor's a different age. Every comic. I don't, man. So deeply upsetting. Okay, so they're gonna have a candy competition. Yeah. There's three of them. There's a R two D two kid. There's a uh, there's the the Jabba fat the or- fat kid who's winning. Yeah, is he dressed up as a uh, as Obi wan I don't. He's is wearing kind of a, or who are those? Like, I thought little- he was a Hobbit at first. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little old timey yeah. tunic he's on. He's wearing a tunic. Um- uh, there's a. There's a Wookiee trick-or-treater. There's a C-3PO trick-or-treater. And they go to Darth Vader's house, and instead of giving him candy, Darth Vader tries to turn Nestor to the dark side. Which, for the record, Nestor is the dark side. Like, I think 
Like, yeah, this feels uh, like they're really mis- like this is Nestor telling the story afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> this is not how it actually happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is probably like instead of Darth Vader, it was just a lady being like, you're really, really evil. Yeah. Have you considered being good? That's just, like, I never thought about this through again. Yeah. I think I am sometimes forgetting the nuance behind this. And like, this might be through, like, I do think Nestor's being an unreliable narrator here. Yeah. So they, they don't have enough candy because the Darth Vader person just wanted to talk, you know, that yeah. famous trick or treat thing where you just, we just want to talk about your morality. Uh, and, but then like all these, uh, kids dressed up as sand people and, and, uh, stormtroopers are like Han Solo's place has the best candy. <sighs> That's an interesting way to villainize Darth Vader is to have him be a bad candy giver. That's in Halloween. That's the kind of, you see, if they did that, maybe people wouldn't be so down with the Empire and like the fandom where they go to Disneyland. They're like, oh, I love stormtroopers in the Empire. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you guys are awfully excited about these space fascists. <laughs> but if they didn't give you any candy, that hurts. Yeah. yeah. That would turn people. I, I mean, the, the Disney actually, some of the Star Wars stuff they do at Disney is actually pretty fun. I want to go to the space hotel that you can't leave that doesn't have windows. <laughs> Because it's supposed to be a spaceship. Uh, so there's like multiple Boba Fetts who are trying to kidnap Nestor for some reason. Yeah, they don't really like tee that up at all. They, they're just like trying to get candy and some Boba Fetts try to kidnap him with, which I mean, I guess that makes sense. I feel like. Yeah. I, and then he gets to Han Solo's place and Han Solo is just giving away dental floss, which even though their trick or treat contest is almost up, you'd think it'd be the end of the night, but he's. Hound Solo has had fewer than 100 trick-or-treaters so far. Because he, he's like, the first 100 only get dental floss. So, like... Which also what, is a thing that doesn't happen on Halloween. Yeah, what happens after the 100th person? Like, what happens? He starts giving away baby Ruths. Baby, so he has this, those, gives out candy? To break out those full candy bars, I guess. Yeah, like... It doesn't make any sense, though, because the kids are like, Han Solo is the best candy. He gets there, he's like, no kids have come here yet. Yeah, and that I'm going to give you dental. This comic is full of plot holes. I know, man. It's, um, I, I, man, I just, I'm just going to go to bed, man. I'm, I hate this. <laughs> this is bumming me out. I know. Yeah. You know what, man? Let's get out of here. this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to do anything for classified? No, I've got nothing. All right. Let's. Hey, Star Trek. Space Frontiers. I never played this game. I played the Game Boy one. But for the 25th anniversary, they did some like classic Star Trek stuff in 1991. Yeah. And we got the super dope Star Trek movie, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Ooh. I'm very fond of because of its goodness. This game looks awesome. I don't know if it's good. I need to try it. I can't imagine it's good if I'm being honest. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Because when you're on the ship, you get to like talk to everybody, and then you go down to the planet and you do stuff. And I just, they did a few Star Trek games, like Next Generation and Deep Space Nine games in the '90s, and I think they all kind of worked like this. So I did not realize there was an entire consistent genre of like you beam down to the location, you run around to do stuff, and you use your phaser on people. Yeah. And you go back up to the ship and do other stuff. Yeah. Um, somewhere between like an adventure game and an action game. So that's kind of, yeah, I'm in for that. I mean, I like that you get to talk to the people. I feel like that's, that's the, 
thing about Star Trek, you want to talk to the characters, right? Yeah, Scotty, how are you feeling about all this? <laughs> yeah, maybe you can uh, marry Spock. Oh, finally. <laughs> there is some real Spock thirst after this new show. Oh, really? He's a great character. <laughs> so much Spock thirst. <laughs> I feel like um, I would assume they would peg um, who's the main. I mean, is Spock in the new one? Yeah. Is, is Spock always in it? Uh, he, so, man, I don't know if I want to leave this in cause it's like more Star Trek deep cut stuff, yeah, but it's, does the str- world get pretty complicated? It's- Strange New Worlds. It's like a direct prequel to the original series with Captain Kirk because they did a first Star Trek pilot in the 1960s with a Captain Pike, number one, uh, so Una, uh, and then with Spock. So those okay. three are like the trio on this pilot. And then the pilot, they redid it. They did a second pilot. Yeah. And that was when you introduced Captain Kirk and kind of modern Trek. So yeah. when they're going back and doing this show that's set like, I don't know, nine years before the um, before TOS, yeah. uh, they just did Captain Pike and Una and Spock. And they, they kind of spun it off because they were in one of the seasons of Discovery. That's kind of cool. I'm really sorry, listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this deep cut thing. It's, yeah, su- it's super neat. That is a cool idea, though. Yeah. Because you get, like, Una as a character, one of the network notes was it's like, your first officer can't be a woman. Nope. And uh, for that old, the old pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how we got Kirk, Spock, McCoy. And uh, to bring her back, like, Rebecca Romaine plays her in the new one. She's awesome. She's a great character. Yeah, that's cool. My one note on the Star Trek game was, looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's uh, it's Metroid. Yeah, nineteen eighty sevens hit. They're they're covering it again four years later. Yeah, this is the first time they're doing like. Uh, normally, they only cover modern games that are coming out. Uh, this is the first time they're like looking back at the past. They're kind of pushing a game that already came out. Yeah, because they are teeing up. I think the next issue is the Game Boy Metroid, Metroid Two. Yeah, so they're trying to get some hype for for Metroid. I gotta say, so. I remember Metroid had a weird grasp on me as a kid. Like you were just like curious about it? Yeah. So like somewhere, I don't know, 1990-ish or something, I was at some kid's birthday party and they just had Metroid running on a TV and I was just obsessed with it. Like it just like clicked with me immediately and I had to rent the game a couple of times and like I was just... I never really got anywhere, but I was just obsessed with Metroid. Yeah, I I, I could kind of see... Like I feel like... uh, there's like a weird mysterious vibe to it. It it like kind of just right. feels like this is like very mysterious, unknowable game. And I feel like as a kid, you'd be like, what, what is, what's going on here? Yeah. Cause you can, you know what it is, is like, you know, compare and contrast this to like super Mario brothers. You run left to right. Yeah. Most platforming games, you run left, to right. This game, it's like, all right, now you're in a vertical shaft and there's this door, there's doors on both sides. Which one do you go into? Like, yeah, there is a very e- explorative quality to it. That's like, Really cool. Yeah, and the world's all, it's also like slightly surreal. I don't mm-hmm. know, like the, it's it's like all the NES graphics and like the way they kind of make it look alien is kind of, it's like a lot of like weird colors going on and it, it's yeah. kind of alien and fun. And it's like, uh, it's kind of dark, you know, it's got the sci-fi thing. You're literally blowing enemies apart and stuff. It's not cutesy little smoke clouds. You are, you are messing people up. Yeah, and it like there's, and I think also the fact that it was like a little bit less popular. Like, I feel like if no one played Zelda and you just found Zelda on a shelf and you're like, "What the fuck is this game?" It would be like really mysterious. Like, I think the fact that it's kind of like not a B tier like game in quality, but like it's not a game everyone had. And so when yeah. you see it, there's a level of like, "What? what it, what's going on here?" It's very strange 
for me to to see how popular Zelda is compared to Metroid as a yeah. franchise. Like, cause it's many times yeah, for sure. more sales. Metroid's pretty like obscure for Nintendo. Like it's got its diehard fans, but it's, it's definitely not one of their bigger IPs. It's so crazy. Especially when you look at between this and Castlevania, like the Metroidvania genre and how yeah. that's blown up, which is still kind of a niche thing. Yeah. It's, it's just wild that Zelda is like, I don't know what, what are the 10 times or 20 times the sales over yeah. the life of the franchise. Yeah, I don't know why it's got such like a hold on us. I, I, I mean, a, a, a thing about Metro though is I do feel like it is a little. It feels a little off brand for Nintendo. Like, I mean, it's got that huh. Nintendo charm and it's like got that magic to it. But it's just when you think of Nintendo, you don't think of robots with laser arms, right? You take that back. Um, uh, so it you just, take that back. It feels more unique. It feels like it's like it's just like interesting. Like, have you ever played the GameCube game Eternal Darkness? Oh yeah. Yeah, that that feels off brand for Nintendo. Yeah, but, and it's great, and it's got that charm to it. But you're you have moments where you're like, "Oh, Nintendo made a horror game." What? Yeah, all, I mean, also Nintendo publishing Final Fantasy feels weird yeah. from this era. You know, uh, them doing um, Bayonetta. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like that feels way off. Yeah, totally. And that while we're geeking out about Nintendo as a brand. Our favorite thing is to talk brands and branding. <laughs> uh, the, remember when they announced Splatoon? Yeah. That like came out of nowhere, but it feels perfect for them. Yeah, Splatoon feels very... Uh, Pikmin 2. Like all, both of those feel like, yeah, that's Nintendo. For sure. And then there's like... You know, honestly, I'll, I'll say the Wario games are a little odd. Yeah. The, <laughs> I love Wario. It's a nice, dirty side of Nintendo. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like when they get in the gutters a little bit, get their Nintendo hands Nintendo goes goblin mode. Yeah, it is fun when you... Like, I, I would love for Nintendo to make, like, a Mortal Kombat-type game and just see what that looks like. They did! It's Killer Instinct! Is that... It's, Rare, Rare made it, but Nintendo published it. Okay, all right, I'm in for that. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you with that one. I, re- like, I realized Killer Instinct came out when you were, like, two. Do you like Killer Instinct? Is that, is that a fun game? It's all right. It's okay. It um, Killer Instinct focuses heavily on linking combos. So it's okay. really, really easy to combo in that game as opposed to like Mortal Kombat does that now where it's like, yeah, it's very easy to execute combos versus like Street Fighter where it was kind of built around. You kind of had to manually make combos happen. Yeah. Speaking of combos. We're here at Shatterhand, which honestly... I for two things. One, <laughs> Shatterhand. I would name a book. I would title a book that I wrote. Shatterhand. And yeah, I'm, a, awesome. I'm a little embarrassed. It, it's a great. It's no, cool. It, it very. It reminds me of Kickmaster. It's yes. like just. I I love it. I think it's great. Also, so this is a side-scrolling game, if you can believe that, on, <laughs> on the NES. But it's a. Uh, it's about a guy with Terminator hands, and so he's got like. I assume he is a normal human just a, a dude in sunglasses and like a tank top, but uh, it has this X-ray image in the lower <laughs> corner of the title page and his hands are just metal Terminator hands. <laughs> I don't know. what He's got like bionic fists then. Yeah. What is it about that? That's so funny to me. Just, yeah, it's like, I, I don't get it. It's, it's weird. I think maybe a funny thing about that is it's like mega sci-fi just to kind of get some weightier hands, you know, <laughs> it's a, yeah. Like, uh, Okay, hang on. Like, that's a lot of technology just to have, like, a good punch. Yeah, I think what it is is, like, the ordinariness of the dude, and then he's got the robot hands that yeah. uh, that look normal, but they're actually, you know, metal skeleton bones. 
I, I don't know. It just seems so stupid. <laughs> like, well, that's it, it's uh, yeah, you're right. It's like Kickmaster. Yeah, it's Kickmaster. It's great. Uh, Shatterhand. The game looks all right. We should try it and see if it sucks. Or I, 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 that would be a bummer if like Kickmaster, his punch isn't too good. <laughs> see how his punch holds up. <laughs> He's got metal hands. He better be like punching holes in people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be actually, I could see that working for a side scrolling game where you have enemies that you can crunch. <laughs> like you hit them and that you literally see like a dent in them, like an action figures battle damage mode. Oh yeah. Like the, as if they're like clay figurines that you're kind of like punching holes into. Yeah, that would be. I bet Shatterhand doesn't do that. No, but if it did, it would be a better game. <laughs> yeah. Interfold. Hey, the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Fred Flintstone gets to do what he's always wanted to do and uh, be in a video game. All right, like. You know, I feel like a lot of people have like a lot of love and nostalgia for these like really old cartoons, like the early establishing cartoons, right? It's like the Flintstone yeah, and the Jetsons. These old Hanna-Barbera cartoons where it's like, what if it was the Honeymooners, but, you know, their dishwasher was a box with an elephant and it yeah. sprayed water on the dishes. Are they like... And he's like, eh, it's a living. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sometimes I feel like there's like a respect on Flintstones that maybe it, it doesn't deserve. <laughs> I don't know. It's like how much I haven't how much watched Flintstones it. have you seen? I haven't really seen it. Is it actually pretty pretty fun? Is it a fun I don't cartoon? I'm a big fan of their vitamins. Oh yeah. And uh, their that, cereal. Yeah, that's I, I think uh a <laughs> uh, breakfast wise, I think Flintstones for sure hold up. Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> I wonder what those Flintstone vitamins would taste like nowadays, like as an adult. Like, like chalk. With our yeah. Ch- chalk and grape. Man, I love my two favorite flavors. No, I, there's no other vitamin that that was as good as the Flintstone ones. Like every other, I remember I tried. We tried a couple. We had like vitamin Tootsie Rolls, what? and it was the grossest thing ever. Like there's uh, just sounds so nasty. So like vitamin gummies aren't as good, at least for a kid. Hmm. So the Flintstones ones were the best. I think so. You want to take a break? Yeah. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we, Here, we Here, we Here we go! Hey, thanks. Hey, it's me, Weston. Thank you for listening listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, the best thing you could do to help us grow would be to share it with a friend. That is the way that we can continue to grow as a podcast. So, you know, no pressure, but if you know somebody that likes weird old magazines and old video games and people dunking on terrible cartoon characters, we'd really appreciate it if you tell them about it. Yeah, like it's like growing a plant. You know, you water it and your water is sharing it with a friend and you can watch this podcast I mean, I don't know what would change we're, for we're you. We're the sunshine in that yeah. metaphor. Yeah, we're the sunshine, bitch. Yeah, and you're, you're the one. <laughs> don't antagonize them. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the guys. Game Boy. Game Boy. Oh, I think we should give an update. Shatterhand was awesome. Yeah, Shatterhand is, <laughs> honestly, I've never played it. Unlike Kickmaster. Actually, both those games are interesting in that they have some... Um, some kind of like twists on the side scrolling beat em up 
action game that twist I did not as, expect. Twist as in like you can only kick. Well, Kickmaster. <laughs> Both these games have very short reach. Like punches yeah. and kicks just don't go very far yeah, on, a, yeah. on a side-scrolling game. But in uh, Shatterhand, you can collect these power-ups that are, I believe it's Greek signal, uh, Greek symbols, like Greek letters. Uh, yeah. Alpha, Beta, Sigma, I think, are the three. Yeah. And they fill uh, these boxes at the top of the screen. And the combo that you put them together in gives you a power-up satellite that like shoots bouncing energy balls every yeah. time you punch. Also, that game... <laughs> I remember like we were just talking about it. I was like, it'd be cool if in that game you like punch guys and they have big dents in them. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, you're like punching uh, walls down and stuff. It's yeah, pretty you pun- intense. You punch your way through walls <laughs> and then guys run at you when you punch them, they fly back and then explode into pieces. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That game was awesome. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to play more of it. Yeah. All right. Game boy. All right. I don't really want to talk about any of these games. No. Castlevania 2 is in here. I got no notes. Uh, I will say the Simpsons game appears to be based on the incredible Camp Krusty episode of the Simpsons. Is that like a classic episode? Yeah, it's it's definitely. uh, So they go to a Krusty the Clown summer camp. Yeah. That is like really corrupt and terrible. (laughs) They're trying to escape. I've always, I've tried to watch the Simpsons a couple times and I always start on season one, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I need to just start on like whatever the good one is, like three, right? Yeah. That's, oh, when they, that's when they really amp up. Yeah, you've said that before. You're like, I keep yeah. watching season one of The Simpsons yeah. and I don't get why people love it. It's like, you, you got to skip ahead. Yeah. I think I, next time, I, if I ever try again, I'm going to start at three because it does, I, I'm like, I feel like I am missing some real cultural stuff. I'm, I'm like watching it at its prime. This Game Boy Monopoly game was probably really fun. Good for a plane flight. Let's move on. <laughs> we got a Super Nintendo Q&A yeah. to help smooth over the uh, outrage parents felt at having to buy another game tape player. Totally. Like when I, um, it's, yeah, so it's like all these questions that parents would ask, like just confused about why there's a new system, why they have to buy this new thing. And what do you mean? I put I spent seven hundred dollars on Nintendo tapes. <laughs> and How I was dare like, you? I was like interested that like I'm like okay, this is interesting because these are all these questions that would only pertain to like this being a new thing, like having a new system be a new thing. But yeah, console generations yeah. Are, is a new concept. But. Honestly, once I was like thinking about the questions, like people were asking how much it's going to cost, uh, like are, is it going to be backwards com- com- compatible with old games? Heck like, no. What's the new tech? Uh, uh, will you still be making games for the NES, like the old NES? Uh, you know, all these questions are actually still relevant if a new, like these are questions that will be asked if, if a new system comes out. Like these yeah. are the, these are the questions you have. Yeah. To, to be honest, um, you totally nailed it because a lot of these questions come up every time there's a new console generation. Yeah, it's like, is it going to be backwards compatible? Is like, uh, and I feel like the, the people always say like, we're still going to be supporting the 3DS. I'm like, no, you're going to make one more game. Yeah, Xbox to Xbox 360, it was like they cut the head <laughs> off of that system. Like nothing came out for it the minute the Xbox 360 but came out. They don't want to. They they'll never admit to that because they don't want to lose sales on the Xbox. They got a couple more. They got to shoot out. NES, though, going into Super Nintendo, you know, this is October 91. The SNES just became available in the U.S. It's, like, brand new. It's not even out everywhere. It's an exciting time for video games. 
Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they made Nintendo games for years after. Like, when did Kirby's oh, Adventure yeah. come out? It's like 94, 93. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Um, uh, these life cycles went pretty long. Yeah, Kirby's Adventure. I'm trying to think if there's any other big games that haven't come out yet. DuckTales 2. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm always like blown away at like... Romance of Three Kingdoms 5. How much time we have until Pokemon comes out. Yeah, that was like, it's like 97. Yeah, like that's a long time from now. In yeah, years. Yeah, the Game Boy's lifespan is really long. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other any questions really pop up at you? They hint at the expansion port and how they're going to do a CD-ROM attachment in one of these. No, really? Which, you know, the, that's how we got the PlayStation was that whole thing because they were doing it with Sony and they they basically abandoned the deal on stage and Sony didn't know about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's super messed. So they were working, so they Nintendo kind of dicked over Sony. Sony just wanted to partner with them on the CD add-on. Oh, wow. And uh, it was going to be kind of like Sega CD. And uh, yeah, at the, at the last minute on stage, it was very, it was very humiliating. Mm. And uh, boy, that did not go well for Nintendo. No, do you feel like Nintendo got a little too big for the britches at this point? They, they, a- they absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were just titans. And uh, they really fall apart after the Super Nintendo generation. Um, yeah, they have a couple of... Yeah, it just does not go well for them because they doubled down on this, on the uh, cartridge stuff. And it's, yeah, I and mean, it's like, do you know why? Like, what is the advantages of cartridges over CDs at this point in time? I actually remember reading an article where Nintendo tried to justify why cartridges over CDs in Nintendo Power. So that's coming somewhere. Oh. S- yeah, sometime oh, in the next so couple funny. of years. Basic- oh, I'm so excited for when they're losing the console wars and we're still getting their their like propaganda that's clearly oh, wrong at this point totally propaganda uh, yeah so their pitch was uh loading times was a big part of it okay so it's like yeah sure you can have more data but we think it's better for the games to have them be solid state you know so they can yeah. load so there's no loading times uh, i mean that's not, i mean there are i think there are legitimate advantages but clearly one was the future i mean i feel like the Nintendo 64 had better graphics like better 3D, like some of the 3D modeling was better. It was higher res. The 3D was better than how PlayStation, like PlayStation had those uh, drawing issues because it didn't have a, is it a floating point unit? Yeah. So I there's like all these warped janky polygons, <laughs> but it was so cheap to develop for and CDs were so much cheaper to license things for. Oh, okay. That it was a much, much better Made deal. Made more business sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you'd have to pay Nintendo for the memory chips that go into the cartridges and play that whole game with them. And Sony did what Microsoft did to them a couple of generations later, where they just made it really easy and affordable to make games for their system. And they made the system really affordable to buy. Oh, and they huh. just like ate everybody's lunch. That's, that's so interesting. That's like, cause like I bet Nintendo was like, Oh, we're making like the right decision. Like our cartridges are superior. And like, this means we're going to win where it's like, yeah, it sounds like it may have also been a money thing because you get a lot more. Like, I don't remember what the exact cost is generation to generation for cartridges, but yeah. it's a Nintendo 64 cartridge cost way more than a CD to make. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. And it costs more to the customer too. You'd be like $100 for Donkey Kong Country 64. <laughs> you get Final Fantasy 7 for 40 bucks, man. Ooh, and that, that's got three CDs. Three CDs of fun. 
three CDs of angst. And then following this, uh, there's a super uh, Nintendo games preview. And I think all of the games previewed here have horrible slowdown problems. Yeah, I super ghouls and ghosts. Super ghouls and ghosts. I like the art maybe not the golf it, game. Yeah, this game is really hard and really cool, but yeah, yeah, it did not run well on the hardware. And then yeah, super R type, same problem. You think that's probably because these are just like the first ones, so they're kind of you know working out the kinks. I'm I'm sure they got excited like oh we can make these cool graphics. Like both these games have good graphics. Oh yeah, they so it seems great. like they just got all psyched up on those graphics and didn't. Forgot about performance being a thing. Yeah, and it's totally possible to for the SNES to run games that are fast. I mean, F Zero is in this issue. Yeah, that and F Zero. Uh, that's but I, you know, that's actually like Nintendo's like eight, like that's Nintendo Nintendo working on it because that game is pretty smooth. It's it's a smooth ass game. I don't think there's ever slowdowns. Yeah, and these these are ports of arcade games, right? Oh, are they? Yeah, R Type uh, Super R Type is R Type Two. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like Super Ghouls and Ghosts, that was an arcade game first. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, so that, that that all makes sense. It is weird playing like an old Super Nintendo game and getting those like real glitchy slowdowns. Like it can be pretty intense in moments. I just spent two hundred dollars on this thing. <laughs> yeah, like what is the deal? What's the deal <laughs> with Super? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> players pull contest. They, it's the most Seattle players pull contest they've ever done. They're gonna let you go on a mountain biking trip. Yeah, it's for Paperboy. Uh, is like the kind of like theme, uh, and it, it, actually they they put a lot of like uh, aesthetic to the actual like magazine thing. It's yeah. like the magazine now looks like a newspaper, and it's like extra extra. Here's a contest, but I mean. I would have hated this contest, honestly. If you'd won it? Yeah, I I just never learned how to ride a bike. Oh, did you not? No. And I'm still pretty shitty at it, so this is a nightmare for me. Do you think you would have liked it? I did know how to ride a bike. I probably would not have been upset to win a mountain bike. I probably would have rather gone to the set of RoboCop 2 or something. (laughs) Yeah. Watch a guy get maimed, uh, fake maimed, because it's a movie. But yeah, they they um. Where do they send you? You you get a grand prize package that includes mountain bikes and a family trip to a dream location for an exotic mountain bike adventure. Yeah, I'd really just be banking that there would be some like fun side like side stuff going on in that vacation. Like yeah, cool escape room. <laughs> they didn't have escape rooms back then. You would have been disappointed. <laughs> I would have been mad. Also, third prize here. Uh, Sport Nintendo Power Tee looks so much better than the old T-shirts. Yeah. It's a little more modern. Charcoal gray. It's got these like roll up black sleeves and Nintendo Power Low. It's very yeah. I think just like classy. If you um, print out your custom shirts, I think just having it be a white tee with a logo on it just looks low quality, right? It feels cheap, right? Yeah, it feels cheap. Hmm. The only thing I want yeah, to say about now there. playing this preview of new games here, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. They have a port of Pirates in here. And uh, oh, yeah. What a cool game. Kind of a sim game with like uh, emergent gameplay. Yeah, it was a big, like, it felt like there was like a lot going on in that game, right? It kind of felt like that, like, kind of Skyrim esque where you're like, I can do anything. 
I the version of Pirates I played the most was the early two thousands one. I had it on Xbox, and so it's kind of a remake of this game with three D graphics and some new stuff. And that game was awesome. Yeah, how much like uh, there? I are you like a bad pirate or a good pirate? You kind of get to choose, but uh, in the in the two thousands version, Sid Meier's Pirates versus this is just called Pirates. Um, I guess Rare worked on it, but yeah, you build a fleet of ships and you do the combat in real time. It's kind of this isometric top down thing where you're doing broadsides and then you board other ships and there's like a side one V one fight with the ship's captain. And, uh, there's like different stats that impact how good you are at sword fighting and stuff. And, uh, you can work for the different factions of Europeans (laughs) in the Caribbean. Um, and there was also like some subplot things. Like there was a, something had happened to your parents, like Count of Monte Cristo style, where they'd been like thrown in prison and you can go track down the people who did it. Oh, wow. So there's like some fun story stuff and yeah, treasures to find. That sounds fun. There's something about like also like as a kid, being able to be like evil in a video game was kind of fun. Like it always felt kind of like, it it was like the one outlet to kind of be like, ooh, I I stole some uh, food from a person in Fallout 3. Heck yeah. Yeah, you can be... There's a limit to how evil you can be. I don't think you actually murder anybody with a sword <laughs> in this game, but you absolutely... But like stealing feels kind of edgy. Yeah, you board their ships, and uh, I think when you beat the captain in a sword fight, they go over the side of the ship <laughs> and then are presumably rescued because nobody dies in this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, in the 2000s one, you could... Eventually, you build a relationship with the various governors, like uh, Spanish or Portuguese or whatever, yeah. Danish. Uh, I think English was the other one, and uh, maybe the French too. So you'd start going to balls, and you could like woo the governor's yep, daughter and I stuff. That. That yeah. game, ah, this game was so awesome, <laughs> man! And you had to like do a mini game, yeah, like, like a dance mini game, a dance mini game. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, amazing. We're here at the top top, top 30. thirty. Here we go. All right, you gonna rattle them off? It's yeah, sure. Number five, Mega Man three. Woo. Number four, Final Fantasy one. Ah, yeah. Number three, Battletoads. <laughs> okay. Newest game in the top five. Climbing up. Mm. Number two, <laughs> Team in T two, the arcade game. Woo. Number one, Super Mario Brothers three. Twenty four months. Good it's, grief! What an achievement. They only, I think they got thrown once by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All of the uh, the new games on the list are like 25 to 30. Uh, well, first, I, I wonder if they're going to put Super Nintendo games on this at a point. Is that? I think we will see, but I'm pretty sure they're their own. Own metric. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't make sense. That would be stupid. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think they start doing all three of them. You can rate, fun. and they only maybe cover the top 10. Mario Bros. 3. I mean, that makes sense. I, it really does feel like it's a game that's out of its out of ever it's out of every league it's it's just it's in its own world Mega Man 4 is not even out yet yeah i've been i've been actually playing that i uh, have 3 mega man games to go on the nintendo i know yeah just talk about the life cycle yeah there's 3 more mega man games uh and they're all pretty good 4 is awesome 4 4 is i think don't don't people say like 2 3 and 4 are the best of the series i think 4 could be my favorite wow really yeah. i got i got to play through those they've got just some jams too some of the music is awesome Number 26 on the list, The Uninvited. That's the third of those adventure games uh, oh. by the people who did Shadowgate that I love. Oh, nice. That one's a... Shadowgate, haunt- uh, Princess 
salad in the salad kingdom. No. <laughs> Kickmaster. <laughs> I'm so glad we're keeping that, that totally works. Celebrity profile Joe Regobudo. I think from, honestly uh, Murphy Brown. This is you've always theorized in like uh, like obviously to some degree that these are fake. And like I always was like, yeah, they're probably fake, but I assumed that they did some sort of interview and just kind of threw some words in their mouths. But honestly, after that Bart Simpson one we got last uh, month, who, uh, just a reminder to the listeners, Bart Simpson is not real. Yeah. And they like, just kind of like half-assed did his voice. Like they did a pretty bad job of like capturing the voice of Bart. And yeah, once I saw that even reading this and like, I don't know who Joe, who this is. He was on a sitcom called Murphy Brown, which yeah. I have not seen in decades, but, but it was a big deal at the time. Reading every quote, it just doesn't sound like a human anymore. Like, I feel like I saw their hand, and I don't think they've ever interviewed anyone, and it's all <laughs> copywriting. <laughs> I have no reason to disagree with you. Let's move on. Okay, so we got the pack watch for some upcoming games. Previews uh, of games. I actually don't... Uh, oh, I, there was one thing in the Super Nintendo section. One of the early SNES games, UN Squadron. It's a side-scrolling shooter. Oh, cool. Um, this is... I found out in the last couple of years, this is based on an anime. Oh. So it's another yet another one of those... This happened constantly with video games at the time, where it'd be like, it's an adaptation of an anime that we never got in the West... Hmm. So it almost feels to us, it feels like a whole new IP or thing. Yeah. But apparently you can go watch this show hmm. and it's all right. It, I, I can't even remember what the name of it is. So I got to go. Uh, Area 88, I think is the anime name here. I'm yeah. going to look it up since I brought it up on the podcast. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I normally with anime, I just watch the best. Like uh, I, I've never watched like just medium anime other than like when I was a kid, I watched Inuyasha. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. It's not good. Yeah. So it's That's based fine. on a, a manga series called area 88 and, uh, that got a anime show. Mm, it, it was an OVA. So like a direct to video series, uh, called area 88 also. So it's, I don't know, jet, jet fighter pilots. It's kind of like, uh, is it air, Con- not air combat. What's the name of that series? Oh my god! I don't. I don't know. Ace Combat. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like Ace Combat, where it's like fictionalized, but it's like our yeah. jet fighters. Okay, so it's like modern jet fighters, but they're all I don't know. Two hundred jet fighters get blown up a day in this fictional world <laughs> because of stuff. Sounds fun. Is that it? Is that the issue? Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> hey, here we go. <laughs> we did it. Perfect. Wow, what a banger. <laughs> there we go. All right. We got to rate something one out of ten. Um, Can it not be the comic? Yeah. Hey, I I have a pitch. Yeah, what's up? Should we do Garfield for October? <laughs> like one of the Sunday Garfield comics? And yeah, that throw up instead. Gar- let's throw up a Garfield. Uh, unless there's something else from 91 that would be... I feel like Garfield is... Garfield, October 1991. All right, so in this, on the October 13th, 1991 Sunday strip uh, of uh, Garfield, John has taken Garfield and Odie to the veterinarian, uh, whose name escapes me, but he's like obsessed with her. Uh, He's always trying to get a date from her. And um, 
She's she's giving them checkups, and John is asking how they're doing. And she's like, "How's Garfield?" Or he's like, "How's Garfield?" And she says, "Fine." How's Odie? He's fine. And how are you? Fine. Okay, if I pay my check, fine. How about a date? Fine. And so he he's uh, John has tricked the veterinarian into going on a date with him. What I'm what's interesting is I'm looking at these later um, issues or these later panels, and mm-hmm. it, we follow his dating. Oh, let's just go through the whole sequence then. So yeah. She she has to agree to the date because she said yes, even though it was a trick. Yeah. Oh, he tricks her? Yeah, he tricks her by asking Oof. a lot of questions that she could just give a fine answer to. And yeah. he's like, yes. And she's like, that's cheating. And Garfield, of course, says what all men know, which is if you can't attract them, trick them. <laughs> yeah, I'd love Garfield giving like, um, uh, just telling him to nag her. Yeah, yeah. Gar- Garfield is uh, puts on his fedora. <laughs> You just got a negger, man. G daddy. And uh, yeah, yeah. You just got to tell her she sucks. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, so yeah, John shaves a strip out of his head. Yeah. Why did he shave a strip out of his head? Uh, my cat bumped my arm while I was shaving. Okay. Don't oh, you have so a hat it, or it something? It was an accident. Yeah. So for her, he, he puts on a hat and it's like even worse than just a uh, little bit of karma. Honestly, for tricking. Her. Yeah. Yeah. John, John sucks. That's a terrible it's worse that she agreed to it, but also at this time, yeah. you know, like women agree to a lot because they're afraid of men. Um, <laughs> Especially when John, John like forces, like tricks her into it. And then he just comes to her door, like manic, half his hair is shaven off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like pretty spooky guy, honestly. Yeah. That's uh, utterly terrifying. Like th- this guy's like so off the social calibration scale. Like, I don't know what he's capable of. I better just roll with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you don't see it, but like she br- clearly brings a gun with her. <laughs> yeah, she, she's got some mace. She's got some bear spray in her bag. John uh, manages. So he opens the door to let her out at the cafe and then uh, traps his jacket in the door and then rips off a sleeve. Uh, then he sets his tie on fire He's in a like a, a walk or something. Yeah, He's just like falling apart. Yeah, and then yeah, to put the put it out, he puts it into her drink. Um, I don't. <laughs> and then in the next comic, he's flushed one of his contact lenses down the toilet, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I gotta give him that. So he puts on his sunglasses at the end of the date. No, Scott Kurtz is not gonna want to hear this, but the web comic PVP um has a similar joke structure and run structure to Garfield. Yeah, I didn't. Scott no- Scott Kurtz. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I didn't know that. Like. It's I mean I think this last time we went over this I didn't know that like every week that you're kind of following a storyline. Yeah, yeah. They they would do this sometimes. They said something else. Uh, the Mater D kicks John out of the restaurant, uh, and then yeah, he's since you've been here, you slip beneath the dress code. <laughs> Honestly, this could have been worse. Yes. I mean, I, I don't like that John forced this poor woman to go on a date with him and, and just, uh, but like, I'm glad he's getting his comeuppance. He's Car- flushed his contact down his, the toilet. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. He's just completely incapable of like, this date was at dead, dead on arrival and he has done nothing but humiliate himself so completely that yeah. there was never any, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. This is pretty good. I'm going to give it, Hmm. I do enjoy seeing John punished. I don't enjoy seeing the veterinarian suffer, but she at least uh, sounds like she's going to stay at the restaurant and uh, drink more, which I feel you lady. Like 
Yeah. I, I, got, I, w- I would do the same thing. Uh, yeah, this is uh, deeply embarrassing and on brand for the comic. I'm going to give him a six. Okay. There uh, we go. Specifically for the contact lens joke. That's pretty good. Yeah. The, the idea of from when you enter and you somehow downgrade your dress code and you have to get kicked out because you, you fucked up too much. Yeah. It's it, fun. That's a fun idea. I'm a sucker for the uh, the joke run where it's like somebody gets up on stage and then their pants fall down and then they trip on their pants and like they hit their face on a doorknob and then they're just like, ah, my face. And then they drop and step on their glasses while they're stumbling. Around uh, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like uh, something happens to where a broom slams them in the face and, you know, yeah. ha ha. Like a bucket falls on their head and they're walking around. Exactly. That's great. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the bucket. Um, in the October 20th issue of Garfield, uh, <laughs> John is raking outside with Odie and, um, he thinks Odie is lost, I guess, because he he raked all the leaves on Onto. top of him. Honestly, I feel like Garfield, uh, I remember some of the comics we were reading, they were pretty fucking terrible. Uh, and it seems like they're kind of, at least, I'm seeing competent jokes here. So he, I, think, I think they figured it out a little bit more. I mean, not competent, but like, I don't know. It's, it's not Nestor chaos, at least. Yeah, is it possible that Nestor's comics have gotten worse, and that's why we're being kinder to Garfield? No, I, 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 they're, 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 the bar they started at was nowhere. It was, it was on the fucking floor with Howard and Nestor. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the now you're playing with podcast podcast is brought to you by the podcast power players power team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes. Send us emails and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. <laughs>